if you have 10 people watching every single one of your videos and they value your opinion, you've already got an audience. You're good. That's a room full of people. That's a room. I always say that whenever I'm starting to get stressed about the numbers. Imagine if I was just in a room and I was like, hey, everybody, I love this purple nail polish. I'd be like, wow, people love (laughs) to hear me talk about purple nail polish. Don't get in your head about it. Just think about each person that's there watching and caring about what you have to say. Hey, it's Julie with It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly, where we highlight voices of leaders in every aspect of the nail industry to share with you career guidance, growth hacks, and hilarious stories. Whether you're a licensed nail pro or a nail enthusiast, there's room for all of us to build fulfilling careers, so stick around to learn and laugh. Welcome back to another episode of It's a Nail Thing, brought to you by Orly, and I'm sure you're going to be very excited to hear that we have Kelly Marissa here. Hello. And Kelly Marissa, if you don't know her, she's got over 270,000 subscribers on YouTube. And she is well known for swatching and reviewing nail polish and nail polish brands. So this is going to be a really cool Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for having me. So I'm sure everybody would love to know what your story is. Like, how did you start on YouTube? When did you start being interested in nails? I actually, I have a lot of stories, actually. Tell us it all. (laughs) So the way that I started with nail polish, at the time when I was first getting into nail polish, this was like the beginning of YouTube. So it wasn't really a thing at the time. So when I first got into nail polish, I think the reason that I was into it is because I was looking up, I remember the summer between some of my years in college, I was looking up things to do when you're bored. And I came across a nail blog and that was that was like really where it started, you know. So this was all pre-YouTube stuff. And I came across a tutorial on how to do water marbling, went to the store. I bought five bottles of nail polish and then I did a water marble and it was successful. And I was like, I'm into nail polish now. This Mind is my person. That was like the coolest yeah, thing. 100 <laughs> percent. So that was how I got started with that. And then like a year into me doing nail art. I realized that nobody was seeing my nail art and I, I wanted because I, I was constantly redoing it. So I was like, why don't I just start a blog? And that was where I really got into like social media and stuff because I was always pushing people back to my blog. And anytime somebody saw my nails and liked it, I was like, oh, I have a whole blog of different nail art. You should check it out. And then I realized I should probably be doing it on YouTube. So then it was a, a little avalanche from there. I love that. It's an awesome way to start it. Thank you. And when was that? Was that like the cute polish era? Yeah, yeah. It was was right around that time was when I started doing the blog. I think at the time she was really the only person who was doing those videos. And I just thought blogging was the future, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. And then I I think it was around 2015-ish that I started doing the actual video. So it was was years into the cute polish era but I, I guess it was actually kind of the tail end of her so your videos that you have now mm-hmm. is it the same content that you did when you started or did not it at all how did <laughs> no. it change yeah so when I first started I was exclusively doing nail art and if any of my viewers are listening to this they'll be shocked because I do nail art like once a year now <laughs> I never see it <laughs> yeah no <laughs> yeah no not at all I think I was doing nail art so much and then as I got more into it I was realizing what I really loved about nail art 
was the specific polishes that I was using. And I was always thinking, like, how can I showcase this polish as best as I can? You know what I mean? I was like, wait, the best way to do that is just to paint my nails the one color. So that was kind of where it evolved into that. And then I was like, maybe it makes more sense for me to just review nail polishes. Yeah. And what do you think the key to your success has been? Because you're not just, you know, painting your nail and then talking about the color. You're talking about the whole collection and how Mm -hmm. it fits into certain styles and the value of the product. You go really deep into it and you get a lot of your personality in there, too. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I think a lot of it is really just... Because at the base of it all and what even the nail art came down to and having the blog came down to, it was all just because I just love nail polish so much. So I I could talk about it for hours. I mean, I do. That's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) I just always love to talk about it and kind of bring people into the world. And I always try to think of my videos in a way that's like, what if somebody who, you know, the, the typical person who will only wear like pink cream nail polish you know what I mean what if they stumble across this video what do I want them to learn from it and I think that was kind of where I was like I really want to give every person an opportunity to see nail polish the same way that I see it so I want to talk about everything that's in the color I want to present it in a way that anybody could understand it and I also want to explain like I'm very into seasonal nail polish, and a lot of my followers get a little annoyed by that because they're like, why don't you just wear polishes any time of year? But I'm like, no, I like my spring colors and my fall colors to be separate. And I always want people to kind of start to see color in that way, too. It's the same as like fashion, wear different colors or different styles in different seasons. And I feel like nail polish should be the same way. Yeah, and that helps people break away from the constant. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, if I didn't get into nail polish the way I did, I would just wear purple all the time. (laughs) That's all I would do. I love that. Yeah. So that's why I also try to wear it seasonally because I'm like, I can't just wear my purple nail polishes. (laughs) I'm like that with black nail polish. Like, I couldn't stop wearing it for a Wait, do you want to know something funny? I, from the age of like 13 up until I did my first water marble, I wore black nail polish only. Really? Ever. Yeah. I mean, I think it, it kind of fits <laughs> in line with my style. But yeah, no, I That's thought it was amazing. super cool. I remember, this is an embarrassing inspiration, but like Ashley Simpson. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. Ashley Simpson. Yeah. She would wear black nail cool. polish. And I was like, that's cool. I want to look like Ashley Simpson. So I started doing black nail polish. That's great. It was, it was a young, younger version of me. And now it's funny is I almost never wear black. Like I'll wear black if it's got hollow or shimmer or something yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. But like just plain black nail polish, I don't really wear it anymore. Yeah. So. Well, there's so many different kinds now at this point. I know. Like, it's why would you it's just too interesting yeah. to just go black cream, you know? So. So many different options. Yeah. So you are constantly swatching. Yes. Do you have any tips for swatchers? Because I know a lot of people love to swatch. I actually do swatches now. Oh, yeah. Um, And a lot of people ask me how I keep my nails looking good. And I have like a little secret. Oh, tell me. Because my nails look like trash all the time. Stop. But when I go to film, (laughs) I have a little Q-tip that has gently soaked in water. Yeah. And I just go around to make it look like it's moist. That's hilarious. Wait. Do you want to know what I do? What do you do? <laughs> I shouldn't admit this, but right before I start filming, I lick my nail. Oh, 
I was doing that before I got a thing of water. The to cute, keep it that's more hygienic. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. Yeah, no, but I, I mean, I, I like to think that my nails are in good condition, and I use cuticle oil constantly. Religiously, I yeah. have a cuticle oil bottle. In every room in our apartment, I have in the bathroom after after I wash my hands every single time, cuticle oil. When I'm swatching in between polishes, cuticle oil. And then I've got like cuticle creams. I've got night creams. I've got gloves. Like I'm I'm very into keeping my That's nails amazing. in good shape. <laughs> but I'm also I think I'm very lucky because a lot of people also ask me about staining. And I have, well, you could probably guess this because of all the cuticle oil, but I have very oily nails. <laughs> So they don't get stained. So they don't get stained. But the more cuticle oil you use, the less staining you're probably going to have. See, everybody needs to Everybody use needs cuticle, cuticle oil. I, if I could bathe in cuticle oil, I absolutely <laughs> would. It's it's great. Sometimes I like rub it into my hands. And oh, yeah. You gotta, oh, yeah. It's good. But I, it's it's like lip balm. Like you have to keep it everywhere to yeah. remind yourself to use it. Yeah. Like if you're a lip balm person, yeah. you could easily become a cuticle oil person because you're, it's just the same thing. <laughs> you're just doing it on your nails. It's exactly. so easy, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I have a big tub of cuticle oil that I refill all of my cuticle oil bottles everywhere I go. And I keep them in my purse because every time you wash your hands, you're losing that moisture. So I'm always thinking, like, every time my hands are wet, I gotta re-cuticle. Seal it in. Yeah. The content you put out is very constant. You have an actual schedule, I'm sure, and <laughs> yes. you actually do it. And that's one of the yeah. hardest parts about YouTube Absolutely. and just social media in general. Yeah. How do you not burn out? I do. <laughs> I think it's very easy to get burnout. And I think we have such a problem in like this lifestyle right now that everybody's always pushing like, like you got to hustle, you got to do all this work stuff. And sometimes I fall into that mindset and it, it can be really hard because then you kind of lose this balance of like, who am I outside of creating content? And I've definitely had moments where I'm like crying and I'm like, I don't do anything else. I just paint my nails over and over again. That's my whole life. <laughs> but, you know, it really is about balance. And I think it's also about a lot of ways just reminding myself what I'm doing it for. Because sometimes when you're doing it a lot and you're, you know, making a lot of content, you can start to forget like, why did I start doing this? And it's, again, it all comes back to just this love for nail polish and the different nail polish finishes and stuff like that, you know? So then I, sometimes I'll be completely burnt out and I'll see like a, a hint for a new collection coming out by a brand I love and I'll be like, oh yeah, I love doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's hard not to burn out, but I guess really it's all about just finding balance, giving yourself breaks when you need to take a break it's okay. And I know it's it's such an easy thing to say like, oh, well, like YouTube or Instagram or TikTok, you'll get punished if you don't. You can't live your life like that. I mean, yes, to an extent, you quote unquote get punished by the algorithm. It always comes back. And the algorithm is always changing anyway. You have to always change and adapt to these new things that are happening. So you can't really let yourself get too obsessed with that, I think that's the biggest thing for me is I try not to look at the numbers at all. I try not to look at how many views I'm getting. I, I like to answer as many comments as I can. I try to answer all of them. But if I start to think like, oh, I only got X amount of comments on this video, then it starts to just stress me out. Yeah, you like know? it eats away at you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to tie my self-worth to who I am online. Is that also why maybe you have so many different – because you're not just – 
nails. You have so yeah. many different, you have your oh. podcast, you have <laughs> oh, yeah. your vlogs, you have so many different channels and so much content. Yeah. It, does it, is it because you want to be able to just express every part of you and that's, it keeps yeah. you going? I mean, really, I think that is where it kind of all started is because sometimes I forget that what I'm doing is kind of like a work thing. And I think like, you know what? So many people in my community love this other thing. So do I. So I should just show them that too. And then I just make a new channel and I'm like, I should do this. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I think it's just a part of being like, I, I want to show so many different parts of myself. And it's crazy being online and making a YouTube account or anything like that. You meet so many people around the entire world that share so many interests. And I'm like, Every time I answer comments, I'm like, I have so many people who are just like me. So, like, maybe they also like geeky movies. Yeah. Maybe they also like eating crazy foods on my vlog channel. So I'm just constantly coming up with new things. And I have to stop myself a lot of times. Because I'll be like, oh, I should make a new channel where I do this. And then I'm, I'm like, wait, maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> I should just, just save that one for myself. So. No, but it's incredible to create such a community that you're able to really, you feel like you know all these people, yeah. you know, and yeah. they feel like they know you. And it's crazy to have so many of them growing with me. I mean, I'm I'm very fortunate that I get new people in the community all the time, but there are so many names that I'm, I'm just so familiar. Like, sometimes I'll see somebody in my head as their avatar or their <laughs> profile picture, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you said you don't like green polishes but you might like this next collection that's coming out or stuff like that so it is funny that you get such a crazy connection with people just just from sharing nail polish i love that and other things that yeah. I start sharing <laughs> would you say there is a single video that kind of put you on the map or where do you think your channel exploded yeah so funny enough it wasn't when i was doing swatches it was back when i was still doing mostly nail art but when I first got into YouTube, I had a video that went viral, I think is kind of the reason that I even got to do this. So I did a video on how to properly use glitter nail polish. So sponging it on instead of just painting it on. And it kind of blew up. It was on a bunch of popular websites and it was in a couple of magazines. It just kind of went from there and I gained such an audience. And then I had people who were asking me, you know, what other things can I learn from you? So I started a series called Nail Polish 101, which was basically just answering nail polish questions that felt like too basic for people to share on the internet. But there are people who don't know, yeah. it, you know, yeah. like how to remove your nail polish. Some people just don't know how to do yeah. that. So I was kind of the resource for that for a while. And then that was around the point where I was like, I also just want to show pretty colors so maybe i should do that too <laughs> i love how it just snowballed into that i still do some of the nail polish 101 videos there's less of them now because i kind of already have this library of like how do i paint my nails how do i remove my nail polish how do i file my nails that kind of stuff but every once in a while if i notice that there's a new trend coming out and people maybe don't know how to do it then i'm like you know what this is a good nail polish 101 video i'll just make a little resource for it yeah, no, I think so. that's great because everybody needs that information anyway. Yeah, exactly. So a resource for it. At some point, somebody's got to teach yeah. it. <laughs> May as well be me. No, I love how that snowballed, and it's funny because I had a video. Oh gosh, I was doing YouTube back in like 2010, 2008. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, wow. and there, but like the quality was horrible. Yeah, 
And we were filming on potatoes that was like before back you then. couldn't even get paid on YouTube yeah, or anything. Yeah, yeah. And there was one video that I had that went like super viral, but the audience was not what my was audience. It? Oh my god! The comments were full of just like little boys that were like, "I was wow. just watching Call of Duty. I don't know how I got here. Why am I watching this? Wow! Like that's what all of us. So like I couldn't. The YouTube I felt like algorithm I couldn't, was weird. Yeah, like I was like, "Where do I go from here?" And then I just stopped. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a hard thing too. Is you kind of have to keep curating your audience you know you have to find the right people because every once in a while i get that too where somebody will randomly be recommended a video of mine and they're like how did i get here i do not care about nail polish and i'm like well (laughs) maybe i can convert you into a nail polish lover but usually i can't but yeah it is it happens every once in a while Sure. I like that you're saying curate your audience. Yeah. And that's yeah. just on consistency and, you know, making a plan for your channel. Yeah. You so. want to find the people that connect with you and the people who are the kind of audience who's interested in the stuff that you're interested in. Because I always say my biggest piece of advice for people when they ask me about like starting a YouTube channel is I always just say like you should make the kind of content that you would watch. So that's always what it comes back to in my head is, what do I like? I love consistency. If you watch a lot of my videos, you might notice that I use a very formulaic way of doing my reviews where I'll have like an intro. I'll tell you the details about the brand. Then I'll do the swatches. Then I will tell you my thoughts on it. Then I will tell you the pricing, that kind of thing. And that's just because me personally find comfort in repetition So I know as an audience viewer of content, I like to see kind of the same thing over and over, you know? So that's kind of where I come from with it. As you know, this podcast is sponsored by Orly, but what you might not know is that Orly Plus is the educational platform made just for professionals that Orly recently launched. On Orly Plus, you can access free on-demand courses to master your skills, and that's available worldwide. If you are based in the U.S. or Canada, you also have access to the Orly Plus online shop, where professionals get 50% off retail on all Orly product. And this one is for you, It's a Nail Thing listeners who are licensed nail professionals. Get 20% off on your first order when you sign up on Orly Plus. Just head on over to orly.plus on your browser, O-R-L-Y dot P-L-U-S, and sign up if you are a licensed nail professional and use the code NAILPOD20, N-A-I-L-P-O-D, two zero, and you'll get 20% off your first order. So I'm sure you've had... A million opportunities come out of having this YouTube channel. I've been very fortunate. Yeah. yeah. And I know you did a collaboration with Orly at one point. I did. Do you want to talk yes. about that? Yeah. So it was actually very funny how it came about because I first had the opportunity to go to their color labs and make a polish. And I, I did it virtually. I had so much fun doing it. I made a video about it. And then so many people loved the polish that I made that they were reaching out to Orly and they were like, how can I buy this? Yeah. So it it was such a pretty polish too. (laughs) So we ended up deciding to just make it into a little trio of nail polishes and people really loved it. It was all galaxy inspired nail polishes and it was everything that I love just thrown into nail polish. It ended up being really incredible and I got to meet the Orly team and work with them on making stuff and they're absolutely incredible at taking the rudimentary ideas that I have in my head 
and making them into something gorgeous. So we got to do that. And then I think it was about a year later, I asked if we could maybe do a couple more polishes. (laughs) So then we came out with a couple of green nail polishes because I said to them, you know, I, I love green nail polish. I feel like not enough brands are making them. There are not enough. <laughs> I, there are not enough green nail polishes. So I asked if I could just make a couple with them and they agreed and the rest was history. So <laughs> yeah, it was it was an incredible opportunity. It must have been a really fun process. Too. It was so much fun. But you know, it's hard for me because <laughs> I love so many different kinds of nail polish that I loved every iteration that we were making. And while they were kind of finalizing and giving me different options, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I like all of them. (laughs) I can't decide between these. (laughs) It was very difficult, but we ended up with what I think was the best versions of them. I think your collections are gorgeous. Thank you so much. The witching hour. Oh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) That was just an absolute dream because that was kind of taking my previous experiences with them and then getting to do a full collection and I was like let's make it weird I want jellies (laughs) and I want toppers (laughs) so we got very funky with it and I didn't think that people were gonna like it and I told them from the start I was like I just want to make these because I want them like (laughs) I, I don't know how many people are gonna be interested in intentionally sheer polishes and like glitter bomb jelly sandwich situations But people ended up liking them. And that's the thing about the community, you know? You find these people who love the same stuff as you, and people people liked them as well and we just had a lot of fun with it i love that yeah and there's there's so much you could do with those polishes too like they're so versatile they really are and that was one of the reasons why i wanted to do it and that was one of the things that i thought was really fun is just the idea of working with a brand that makes so many big polishes and just saying like let's let's make something that's unusual that people when they first see it, they might be like, why Why would people do that? Yeah. But then they try it and they're like, oh, this is actually kind of a cool idea. So I love to talk about nail trends. Yeah. Do you have any nail trends that you would love to see make a comeback? Yes. I have a controversial opinion Tell on me. this. <laughs> and I know people are going to be upset about it. Crackle nail polish was cool. I was talking about this with somebody the other day. Really? I was, I was obsessed with it in the late 90s. So that was like good. all I used. Yes. Oh, I remember when OPI came out with their first Crackle collection. I remember I was at my sister's apartment. Her friend was over and I saw she had a bottle of Crackle <laughs> in her in her bag. And I was like, ooh, you have the Crackle nail polish? And she was like, yeah, don't use it. It was like $20. And I was like, okay, I won't. And then I was like, I have to go to the bathroom. I took the Crackle nail polish into the bathroom. <laughs> I painted my nails. I brought it back out and then she got super mad at me because obviously she saw my nails had crackle on them and yeah I I never saw her again so I (laughs) guess I I used up a lot of her crackle nail polish but you know what that was my first crackle experience then I bought my own finally and I love crackle. It's so bring fun it to back. Watch it's it gotta come too. It's so cool. Like I don't know what it is in it that and does it's it. It's different but... every time. Yeah. <laughs> so I know so many people hated it. I know a lot of people thought it looked like messy. That's fine. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's a style. It's a st- it's grungy. It's not yeah. messy. It's grunge. Exactly. You know. So I thought that was a really awesome way to do nail polish. I want to see brands do that kind of stuff again. Yeah. You know, getting really weird with it. 
That's what I like to see. <laughs> I'm actually really shocked that they haven't been making that anymore because they did a little bit. So it was like late 90s is where it started, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was something in like the early 2000s, I think so that's yeah. when OPI did their collection. Yeah. But then after that, there was nothing. I think Zoya did one crackle nail polish like three or four years ago. Okay. It was not received well, I don't think. Why? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't think they marketed it enough. Especially their Zoya, like their typical clientele. Probably not a Not be. a crackle yeah, audience. Not a crackle audience. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to see brands bring the crackle back. And you know what else I love? That an- another thing that people potentially hate, textured nail polish. Oh, I like, like to the, feel it. The fuzzy ones? Or yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to see, like, a liquid sand or a yes, pixie the, dust. Yes, the sand ones. Yes. Oh, my God, I forgot about all those. These are Take all trapped back. in my yeah. mind. <laughs> These are all the things that I loved when I first liquid got into nail polish. Liquid sand ones. Glaze had those, yeah. Yeah, so good. Oh, my gosh. So I, I want to see weird finishes come back. I don't know that they're going to, but I do think we have already this resurgence of, like, the late 90s, early 2000s fashion oh, yeah. styles. So hopefully... Thanks to TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, TikTok. Hey, TikTok, can you also <laughs> please do Crackle? Because it's cool. So bring that back for us. When it comes to building a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. what is a do and a don't? I think you want to be as much of yourself as possible. So I think a don't would be to try to put on a persona because I think people very quickly are going to see through that. Oh, yeah. I see it a lot when I'm coming across new channels. You can almost tell that they're trying to be a certain personality that's trendy or popular. And I think that's not the way to find your people. So I would say that's probably the don't. And then the do, do focus on the people, not the numbers. If you have 10 people watching every single one of your videos and they value your opinion... You've already got an audience. You're good. That's a room full of people. That's a room. I always say that whenever I'm starting to get stressed about the numbers, I'm like, you know, imagine if I was just in a room and I was like, hey, everybody, I love this purple nail polish. I'd be like, wow, people love (laughs) to hear me talk about purple nail polish. Don't get in your head about it. Just think about each person that's there watching and caring about what you have to say. So do you have anything planned for any projects? Is there anything coming up? I do. So I'm actually working with my original trio of Galaxy-inspired nail polishes that I did with Orly, and we're remixing them. I am an avid fan of the Orly Color Labs Instagram and TikTok, and I can just watch them mix polishes all day. It's so mesmerizing. And one of the things that they do is they'll take a polish from one of their collections, and they'll remix it, and they'll make a new version of it. And I loved that so much. And I was like, I want to remix my polishes that I've done. (laughs) We made remixes of the three polishes, basically just coming up with what's the opposite of this that's still, you know, kind of feels like it's in the same galaxy. I love that. (laughs) It was a lot of fun to make. So excited for people to see them. So aside from YouTube, what other platforms do you have? So I actually have my own podcast with my best friend Leah, and it's not nail polish related. That's always the first thing I say when I'm telling people (laughs) about it, because that's my main thing. But we actually had this idea to cycle me through a bunch of famous movies that I've never seen and 
basically just give my outlandish predictions on what I think is going to happen. So it's called It's All Geek to Me, and it's actually hilarious. Now, having seen a lot of the movies that I've made predictions on, I cannot believe that I ever thought that. <laughs> but yeah, it's a lot of fun. So that's that's kind of the most out there thing that I do. Everything else is probably nail adjacent. But yeah, that's my one little just fun project that we have on the side that's kind of just our excuse to watch a bunch of movies together yeah it's fun <laughs> i actually listened to a couple of them and it was so Did entertaining you? oh my gosh yeah. thank you <laughs> yeah i've decided that i cannot believe i spent 31 years of my life not watching star wars <laughs> that's what i was listening to yeah. star wars. <laughs> that's my new personality <laughs> i love star wars i'm actually wearing some some darth maul socks right now <laughs> because I I love it. So I think that this is just an excuse for me to watch movies and then make my personality traits based off of those. I love that. <laughs> I also do have a second YouTube channel that's like my behind the scenes, but it's not really behind the scenes. It's kind of just my life outside of nail polish. I do talk a lot about nail polish because that's most of my life. <laughs> but I do share... Basically, just like my day to day, what I'm up to, my partner and I just moved to Las Vegas recently, and we've been trying to try every restaurant, oh my which goodness. is going to take years. Oh my gosh, they have such good food out there. Such good food, yeah. So I decided I would just kind of catalog our journey on my vlog channel. I'm kind of just starting a series on there, basically just being like, here's all the food that we've tried. <laughs> I love that. So it's a lot of fun, too. Well, this has been awesome to hear your story. I'm sure everybody was really mm. excited to hear your journey and, you know, how you got to where you are now. Thank it's you so much really for incredible. having me. It was really fun to share. Yeah. No, it's awesome to hear everything you've done. Thank and you. props to you for doing this because you've built <laughs> such an awesome so community. Oh, thank and you. And it's all, like, people who reflect who you are, you know? Yeah. So. I always say... And I might be biased in saying this, but I think I have the best community on the internet because everybody is just so nice and everyone supports each yeah. other. Whenever I see a comment where somebody's asking for advice or recommendations, people are always jumping over and they're like, oh, like I can help you out with this. And it's just everyone's so nice. That's beautiful. So it's amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning in to It's a Nail Thing brought to you by Orly. Kelly Marissa dives deep into her YouTube success and how she stays consistent, bounces back from burnout, and curates her audience. Make sure to follow her on YouTube and Instagram at Kelly Marissa, and don't forget to check out her newest Orally Polish collaboration at OrallyBeauty.com. Don't forget to follow Orally on all socials and also at Orally Plus on Instagram, and make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so don't be shy to leave us a review. A big thank you to Phonogenic Studios for killing it with the audio during this interview. We will be back next week with another episode and another great guest. If you want to suggest somebody we should interview, email us at podcast at orallybeauty.com. 